1: blue shirts fans
0: and madison street maniacs
1: welcome back to the worst hockey podcast i am your host mike breezy with my co-host nick nick say hi
0: good morning so i
1: I got a lot of good things to say today and i have one surprise thing to do today that you don't even know about and it's your show it's your show
0: but do you remember when i was like like three or four weeks ago, I was like, dude, I'm gonna hit you with a question. I don't want you to know about it yet. And then you were like, no, man, I don't like going into that with, a, like, I have anxiety, and I don't like going into that without knowing, blah, 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 blah. Same thing. And you just disregard it every time.
1: Yeah. hmm Okay. It's, it's not disrespect, it's disregard. Just remember that. I never disrespect I-
0: you. <laughs> You're such a dick. Alright, what do we got today?
1: Uh, I think first, we'll talk about something that you brought up that you wanted to talk about. So, let's uh, oh. let's, let's talk about the
0: refs, man. Let's talk about the refs. The so, pandas. my Oh, sorry, go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're good. Go ahead. Um, so my thing is it's obvious that the NHL wants more personality, right? They want players to be um a little bit more fun on the ice. They want, you know, high-scoring goals. They they just want to draw attention. Um and if anyone didn't see this, I mean it's been circling Twitter since it happened, but it was the uh Blues and Islanders game from the other night. Um there was a goal, the Blues had a goal and uh I think it would have made it 5-nothing and there was a uh I can't remember what the actual call was, but it was enough for a coach's challenge. They reviewed it and the referee comes up and gets on the mic and says, and I quote, you are not gonna like it, but the call on the ice was correct, no goal. So my question is if if players showing uh if players showing like personality on the ice, right? And I go back to the Riley Grieg incident um with Morgan Riley, uh you know, where he's showing personality on an empty net goal. um it, it, if if apparently there's problems with that, do you think it's good or bad for the league for like the refs to show personality and have some fun on the ice? I mean, obviously, we have Wes McCauley, uh, who is just absolutely fun as hell when he's calling a game. Uh, my favorite is the uh, the <laughs> five minutes for fighting, It it's just like for fighting. For fighting, like it, dude, it's so fucking fun. I love Wes McCauley, but do you think that like do you think refs should be having fun like this? Or do you think that the refs should be like just the, the straight and narrow authority figure that's on the ice? Like, what do you think? What's your take on this?
1: Um, well, it is a game, right? So, I mean, we take, look, we take this shit way too serious, but sports is just adults taking shit way too serious. Right. It, it's always funny to me because I, you know, I have been and to a certain degree, you, I don't think as much, but you have your moments in a lot of things. I've been a, a, a nerd, like a real nerd. You're a nerd, I think, when it comes to music. You're a nerd with a lot of things that you like. I've been a bona fide, regular, fucking nerd my whole life, right? We're the talking fact that- about
0: sports, I am a bona fide nerd about baseball.
1: And I get that. But I mean, like, I'm a fucking nerd. Like yeah. if, if I wasn't into the things that I'm into with you and the things that we really connect on are probably only things that make me quote quote cool, right? Everything else, I, I've been a fucking nerd my entire life. I I will align with someone who's a nerd in like, you know, like trading cards, like I'm talking yeah, like Yu Gi Oh or Magic. <laughs> like Yu Gi Oh or Magic the Gathering or something. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where i am where i am like closer aligned but it's so funny to me because adults watch sports in a way that is almost unhealthy in the way that you follow these things right and it's it, it it is like being a nerd on steroids like to follow all these players to know all these fucking things so but at the end of the day it's a game like to back to my point it it, it, it's just it's it's kids playing a game like you said the other day. It's kids that started playing a game that grew up that were able to play this this game that they were playing as kids as adults and get paid for it, right? It's I think it makes it more fun. First of all, I think that yeah, it's a it's it's hard both ways because I'll play devil's advocate again, like I like to try to do. It, it's fun because it's fun. So if he's having more fun, like you said, the for fighting. That's always fucking fun to hear, right? It doesn't matter if it's a if it's a if it's like a a five minute that you don't want to take right then and there or your your guy lost the fight. It's it's a fun it's a fun little penalty to hear called. But at the same time, I'm on the other side because there's all there's this looming there's looming issues, right? There's looming issues when it comes to goalies and penalties right now. The things not being reviewable. And this is where we get back into talking like fucking nerds, right? Uh, <laughs> things not being reviewable, and the only way it can be reviewed is if it's like a a major or a match penalty, because then it rolls up to Toronto. Uh, there's moments. There are, there are moments, right? I think that if it's just you know uh, hooking, high sticking, cross check, things like that, yeah. There's there's times to to, to you can screw around and have fun. Uh, look, I could see that it happening more in in places like not because of the team, just because it's their vibe, like Arizona and the Devils, right? That that would that would fit the vibe for the stadium. I think it's kind of like a like wrestling, right? You would you'd play the crowd. I think you'd kind of like play what crowd you're in, and depending on like what you would say. But I don't think referees would give that much, you know, because they take their job pretty seriously. So I think there's only a few that have been able to allow their personality to bleed through. And I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: No, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I'm always big on like, you know, I want to see more personality, right? Because like exactly what we said at the end of the day, these are just a handful of guys that got the opportunity to kind of almost continue their career in playing a game that we played growing up. So it's like, know I want you to be able to show personality. Like, you know, Connor Bedard like tries to make jokes and crack jokes and fuck around with people on uh like during interviews and shit. And I love it because it's like how many times have you watched an interview with a player and it's just like the most long drawn out thing and it's monotone? It's like you're not <laughs> He may be saying like some like real shit, right? Like like talking about the game and like what they saw, like whatever, right? So it's like you like real shit. But it's so boring. <laughs> You're yeah, really, like, here. bro, I am so tuned out right now.
1: <laughs> here here it is, ready? Well, what do you think contributed to your team getting the win tonight? Um uh, you know, we played really well in the first and uh, we came out together, played hard, and uh we, we skated really well. I, I like how we played today. And uh, it's always the end, uh, right? Because they're not, even though they know they're about to have an interview, they did not prepare anything to say. And then it's like, you know, Chris Kreider there, and he's like, and uh, yeah, you know, we we played really well together. And, uh, you know. Well, it never just, fails, Jesse. too.
0: It, it fucking never fails, too. Like, they will always ask them, like, right when they come off the ice. And so they're, like, out of breath and can't can't fucking think. And that's where I think the end uh, comes out from. Because it's like... You know, I can't breathe. And you're asking me a very long-winded question like, "What what did you think happened on that third goal when Tyler Toffoli scored on a 2-on-1?" Uh yeah, so this is this is yeah, so you know we were we we, we it was a mispass and then and uh, uh you know uh you know Tyler Toffoli snatched it uh the uh. because uh, like what are they gonna say right like what are they gonna say like no we totally fucked that up like this was a bad like it was a bad pass by you know fucking i don't Brent I, like i'm just using the devils because i know we're talking about the stadium series so i'm just gonna use the devils mm-hmm. but it's like you know it's a bad pass by brendan smith that fucking idiot that you know or like whatever right it's like what are they gonna say
1: literally so they yeah
0: have to, like they have to like curb themselves from saying like no we're just fucking terrible coming out of the neutral zone to be like yeah so you know we uh skated fast and uh you know we we thought we were going quick and uh like <laughs> like bro come on have you never talked before like <laughs> have you never held a conversation before yeah
1: dude that uh- and uh i think that uh the referees can uh show a little bit more um uh personality In, uh... in, in,
0: in, in summation of it though i'm like totally for the the referees having fun and shit like i keep watching these things on tiktok and watching these videos of of people who like make compilations of like refs like having fun and like there was one where like a ref got in the way of a hit and ended up taking the hit and like as they're skating away, the ref goes, oh, my bad. I owe you a beer for that one as they're skating on the ice. And it's like, I love hearing shit like that. I wish that there would be, like, more mic'd up moments for the refs because, look, I understand that the referee, like, the, the NHL officiating has been real spotty, right? And for, like, the past, like, couple of years, it's been super spotty. A lot of, like, phantom calls, a lot of missed calls. Um, You know, for instance... The last Rangers and Blackhawks game in overtime, there was a trip. Mika Zabinajad tripped. I think it was Jason Dickinson that led to a Rangers goal. Should have been disallowed, but whatever. I mean, we're not here to talk about bringing up old shit. So, um, where? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so you know, I, I I feel like that there should be more like hot mics or referees mic'd up or something like that because like they do say some funny shit i mean you're talking about like you're talking about ex-hockey players right or or like you know sometimes ex-nhl players who know what it's like to have like that chirping shit back and forth like one of my favorite 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 fucking videos is um oh god what's his fucking name for new york uh martin matt martin is it mm-hmm. the islanders yes Okay, so one of my favorite fucking videos is is Matt Martin um barking at and I can't remember who it was on the flames, and it was like it was like uh he was like I've been in the, he was like you've been in the minors longer than me. Huh? Go dye your hair. And it was
1: like Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> one of my favorite fucking videos of all time. I don't remember who it was barking at, but that's why it's so memorable, right? But no, dude, I, I just I I'm I'm here for the ref showing more personality because at the end of the day, it is a game, it is a game. So that's that's what I that's what I think, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah,
1: I'm, it's okay. It's a game. We can have fun. Yeah, but I also think that this is a conversation for another time. But you know, re- the the reviewableness of penalties is something that definitely needs to be changed as well, because I mean, things only get reviewed if it's a match or a major,
0: but even then that, it like never gets reviewed. Yeah, they it's good get reviewed, but how often does it actually get overturned?
1: Yeah, it's, it's just something that they have to physically do. If it's like, I have a perfect example for it. Um, it'll come up here in a minute, but it's just something they have to have the ability to review. You know, in in case of certain very certain circumstances, but I think it should be able to be challengeable. Period. I
0: mean, you could make that argument too. So I don't know if you remember this, but um, it was two thousand eighteen, I think it was two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. Um, knights and and sharks. That that infamous fucking five minute major where yeah. I can't mm-hmm. remember who the Sharks player was, but he was bleeding out of his head uh-huh. um, from that hit on Cody Eakin or from the, the hit from Cody Eakin. Like that should have been reviewable. Cause I, I don't know, man, watching it back and, and really looking at it, that didn't look like a gnarly hit. It just looked like he hit the ice weird. And like, it just looked like a regular hit, but I don't know, like some, some shit like that should be reviewable regardless if you're going to win it or not. But if it's that late in a game, you're up three games to one and, and you're up what four goals or three goals. Like that should be, you should review it anyway. Like that happens a lot in, in baseball where it's like, you know, you're maybe down, you know, down one or two in the late, late innings of the game. And it's just like, kind of like a questionable call. And you're just like, fuck it. We're going to, we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) Like, because if it works, cool. If it doesn't, like, whatever. Like, you know. But like, we're gonna do whatever it takes to kind of like get ourselves back into the game. So it's like I really feel like my majors for sure, or like or matches should be, um, should be reviewable. So I agree with you on that one. I mean, uh,
1: perfect example. Bedard off the rush. Felino enters his own first. Bedard comes in after he scores a goal. Uh, challenge. I'm going to challenge that. I know that that's offsides. Hey, that's offsides. No goal. You can do that. Why the fuck can I do that for everything else? Now, here's my thing. It's not like there's not a penalty for me for doing that, right? Well, um, there is
0: if you get it wrong.
1: That's my point. If I challenge you, right? I don't think Bedard was onside. Uh, we just looked at it. You're fucking wrong. Guess what? Chicago's now, now on the power play.
0: Yeah, now, now,
1: why can't it. I just do that with everything? Or at least, right? Each coach has one uh challenge per game, right? If you call it right, you get your challenge back. You call it wrong, you can't you got nothing. So that it makes people wary of when they call shit, you know, and it's not just coaches throwing flags all over the ice, you know what I'm saying? Like all yeah. like every five seconds. Like I can understand that we don't want that type of power or that type of momentum being taken out of the game because the refs could do it, right? I could see some bullshit happening. You just start challenging shit just to get breaks during fucking yeah. crazy shit when you can't, was just, you know, i about to
0: say that, yeah, for sure.
1: I get that, but you get one. You challenge. If you're right, it, it goes the way you want to because it was the right call. You get your challenge back, and it goes that way until you're wrong, right, or whatever it is. One per period. If it's whatever you want to do, but if the call is blatantly the call, I should be able to challenge that. You know what I'm saying? On on anything, yeah. on any penalty. If like, oh, a high stick on Barclay gujo high stick, whoever the fuck team we're playing. Okay um i want to review that because i saw i know that barclay didn't do that and then you go back and see it's a stick from the opposing team smacked a dude in the face you know and you're like or a trip like oh it's a a trip it's like uh i'm gonna challenge that that was not a trip and you slow it down super slow motion and it was tripped by somebody else or he embellished right like right
0: because how many (laughs) times how many times have we watched like the replay back right like we'll see a tripping call or something you know uh, not to bring up old shit, but, you know, the the Rangers and, and Hawks game, like, I feel like that, that should have been called a tripping, you know, that it just looked it looked textbook as, like, a tripping call, right? So, it's like, you know, if there's a missed call, then you should be like, hey, you know, I want to fucking throw a challenge flag at, at this trip that you missed. They go review it, get on the horn with Toronto, and it's like, you know, oh, hey, that was a missed call, you know, but, like, so... I guess my question to you would be like, can we, would you, so say the rules change, right? And like, you're able to review penalties. Would you be able to review, to, to challenge missed calls or only calls that were recorded? So like, if it's a trip, if it's a trip, you can, you can challenge it to negate the trip. But if it's a missed call, you can't do shit about it. Sorry.
1: Only, only if the ref's going to call it a penalty, if he's going to sway the momentum of the game, he's going to change it to special teams. He's going to make something happen on the ice. That's not five on five hockey, right? Right. Sure. Then you challenge that. Okay. If you get high stick and the ref doesn't see it, I mean, you're not throwing a flag stopping play and being like, he got high stick, go review it. It's like, no. But if the ref stops to play because he says that Barclay Goudreau high sticked, you know, Blackwell, it's like, okay, well, I di- I know he didn't do that. And then Bark comes over. Bark, did you do it? No. All right. I'm- it's a challenge. I'm challenging it now. Before this, all right. He comes out. Uh, two minutes for uh, high sticking. Uh, number, New York number 21. Two minutes high sticking, and then it's like okay after the challenge, and it's back out. It's like uh, we have a coach's challenge for New York. The play is under review. Skates off to the fucking the side. They call Toronto. They look it up. He's like, oh shit, it wasn't. He goes after further review. It was not a high stick. No penalty. You know, clock reset to whatever. Back in the game. We, we keep moving again. You know, because. especially when they called this shit, the trippings and the high sticks and shit like that more this year than I've ever seen is high sticks that I've seen called that were like other, like the same team high sticking their own team. And it's being called on like the Rangers or any other team. Right. Um, There was one, I forget who we were playing. Right. But they, someone, someone was trying to play the puck from around them up against the boards. And he grabbed their stick and tried to throw it out of the way. but the way the way his momentum was when he was like pulling his stick back it was coming up so he pulled the stick out of the way but the momentum brought it back and hit him in the face and they tried to call a penalty for that and it was like and this is the one thing that i don't like uh, this happens sometimes and it pisses me off that they're like when there's a commotion like that or when something like that happens and they start to review it in toronto or a commotion happens like that and then they review it on the ice and like you're right it was not a penalty it's like you can't do that. <laughs> like either you review everything or we review nothing. You can't you can't pick and choose the moments where it's like, "Oh, it's in Toronto's hands now." It's like, "Fuck you. You you haven't done that for the past season, right? You haven't right. done that for the past 5 years. But all of a sudden now it's going to be reviewed by Toronto because they're like, "No, we're going to hop in because we are Toronto." We were all wa-. it's like you can't pick and choose because how is that fair for a call that goes a different way in a different game that causes a team to lose, but in this specific game because you know it's bullshit, you can review it. It's got to be like a rule. It has to be like consistently called in a certain way or, or not consistently called in a certain way for it to be fair. Again, I, I hate that when they go to up to Toronto, I'm like, what are we doing? I'm watching the game. Like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? How is, how are we allowed to do this? You, this is your rule. This is your league. Like, how are we allowed to do
0: this? You know? Also, I want to say this too. I feel like if they bring it up to Toronto, <clears throat> excuse me. If they bring it up to Toronto or Toronto calls for review, If it is more than a minute reviewing it, just stick with the original call. Like you're at this point, you're you're delaying the game if you're sitting there because I've seen calls that like you know if they're reviewing it like an offsides play for instance, where it takes like sometimes two to five minutes, and it's just like bro, come on, either you have definitive evidence or you don't. Like it's definitive
1: evidence to overturn. If not, then it stays what it stays. Right, you already called it. Right. Yeah.
0: Or if they're yeah, exactly. No, I I agree one hundred percent. But now I have this question for you because I've always had this this argument in my head. So a penalty shot, right? Obviously, a trip on a breakaway, um, you know, comes up to be a penalty shot. If you score, it's a goal. If you if you miss it, we continue on. I've had this question in my head and no one to ask it until you. Say it's a it's a penalty shot. Mika misses. Do you think that the Rangers should still be given a power play? Or do you think, just anyone, right? Do you think there should still be a power play for a mm-hmm. trip if you miss the penalty shot?
1: That's a good question here. And here's my answer because I've thought about this before, right? They don't call penalty shots enough. Here's my opinion. Anytime it's a hook, it's a, you know, any any type of call like that, right? A slash hook, whatever it may be, on any time it's a breakaway. Okay, if let's say Mika is on a rush, it's Mika and Kreider, right? And whoever comes up and starts hooking uh, Mika's hands, he can't get it over to Kreider. Like boom, that's a penalty. We're gonna call it whatever. Since it's off a rush like that, I think it should be all right. Laviolette, what do you want? Do you want a penalty shot? Ooh or do you want the power play? Obviously, you got to pick who's on the ice to take the shot, especially let's even make it more realistic, right? The penalty was called on Mika, so do you want Mika to take the shot or do you want to take the 2 minutes? That's what I think should be, have be done, like especially if Mika's on a clear burner, right? Or he's or Chris Kreider's gone, right? And he gets stripped up. Whatever it may be. It's your choice then. If you can't definitively say who had possession of the puck or you can't definitively say like who who drew the penalty or whatever I mean obviously you're going to know right something like that like I would say that off the rush like that it's whoever gets the penalty drawn then you go over to Laviolette and you're like all right do you want the shot or do you want the penalty and he's going to look and be like all right it's fucking Mika I'm going to take that shot I think I think Mika's got it tonight I think he's got it I'm going to give it to him or like I don't know. It was Barclay Goudreau. It was a good play, but I don't know. He hasn't had a penalty shot in a long time. You know what? We'll take know. the two it's minutes. Andre
0: Miller. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I'll take. I'll take the two minutes. I'll take the two. I think it should be up to the coach, in my personal opinion. Like that. No, if It's a breakaway I, shot. I think that's I how it should like be.
0: Like that. I never thought of it like that. I never thought of like giving a choice of either taking a penalty shot or or a power play. Because, like in my head, it's just like okay. So say. Connor Bedard's on a breakaway, right? But you know, defender comes up, hooks him in the hands. obvious, obvious call, right? Like nothing egregious about it. Obvious call, you know. Uh, you know, Connor Bedard. Here's my thinking of it, right? So Connor Bedard lines up, takes a penalty shot. If he makes it, it's a goal. If he misses it, the Hawks still get a power play, and obviously, you know, it goes league wide, not just for the Hawks. In case it's only Chicago this year. Huh?
1: The rule is only for Chicago this the year. The rule is
0: only for Chicago this year, just because we're basement dwellers. But I mean, <laughs> but <clears throat> no, like I—that's how I think it should be. I—I've had this thought for for like a handful of years now. But like, if you miss the penalty shot, you know, you still get an advantage for an obvious penalty because any other time that would be just a two-minute power play, regardless. I just
1: yeah, I think it should it should be whenever the opportunity comes for a penalty shot, you give the coach the option, do you want this to be a power play or do you want this to be a penalty shot? But then double down on that, that if it's ever a breakaway or an odd man rush entering the like offensive zone, and you have a clear breakaway where you can see you, everyone can see breakaways. I mean, you got the stats, you we track the yeah. stats for breakaways because you can tell, right? So that's the choice. Now, let's say you have someone on the ice that's on your third line and they do a really great play and they get out there, right? Penalty shot. Do you want this guy, or do you want Connor Bedard on the power play? I probably want Connor Bedard on the power play, right? Or yeah. let's, let's flip it around it's Connor Bedard on a breakaway, and he gets. Tripped right. Well, I, I think I want Connor taking that shot because no, I got
0: taking the power play.
1: I, I I'm just saying personally, I believe Connor Bedard one on one right like that. He can do some stupid shit right. Just a couple of years ago, I would have taken Trevor Zegras on the on, on on like a penalty shot. You know what I'm saying? I I'm
0: taking Patrick Kane on the penalty shot. Like yeah, like I a, anytime twice on Sunday. Like yeah, I get it. But I mean, I I feel like I don't know. I kind of don't want. I wouldn't want to like rush the pressure for an 18 year old to be like hey man we're gonna like, you're gonna take this like no i think i'm gonna take power play and you're gonna be power play one <laughs> Like, <laughs> well,
1: well that that's the thing too is you think like i don't believe that if you take the shot you're on you're on the power play i, I don't i don't agree with that necessarily but okay the play happens he gets a trip uh he calls it whatever he skates over to Laviolette. connor skates to the bench okay your coach is like all right what do you want to do do you want to take it or not He's like, nah, yeah, I'll take it. I want to do it. Okay, cool. Connor wants to do it? Fine. We'll take the shot. Boom, bam, boom. Connor goes on. That's what he wants, right? Or say, hey, how are you feeling tonight? It's like, I don't know. He's strong. You know, he's I, I, he's strong. If I'm, I am I do toe drag fucking, I'd want to go blocker. He's yeah. blocking every single one of those tonight, and I can't get one through. He's like, okay, that's fine. We'll beat him on the power play. We're going to take the two minutes. Like, Right. Sure. make you know because then it's like a, it's strategy in the game it's more time that which again a lot of a lot of a lot of teams don't do right it's it's like the check-ins during the game laviolette was it will it likely to call a timeout if the game's getting away from us a lot of teams don't do that sometimes that is what you need to like re-energize your team and, and like rebalance what's going on if you're if you're losing the game right sure. so that's kind of like a little mini check-in we all check in okay what's going on like you have your first liner there, your your power play one. They're all standing there. It's like, hey, we want this power play. Coach, we think this is going to be good for us. Like, hey, what do you think? Connor, what do you think? It's like, hey, my guys want the power play. We're going to get the power play. Even though I want this shot, my team wants this. We're going to do this. You know what I'm saying?
0: Ooh. Shit, sorry. Um, yeah, okay. I like that. That's cool. I never thought of it like that. I never thought of... um. Given the choice of either taking the shot or, or a power play like, you know, and that's 100 percent like what you said. It's like, ah oh, fuck, man, I've been trying to shoot glove side, whatever, you know, because I the scouting report says glove side's weak. Right. So it's like, you know, been shooting glove side all night. Can't make it through. And then, you know, Luke Richardson's like, all right, hey, no worries. We got him on the power. We got him on the power play because he may be able to stop glove side, but that just leaves blocker side open or whatever. Right. But. um, Yeah, I like that. It it just leaves more opportunity random tangent into something.
1: (laughs) This is just things I think about. It's just, again, it adds another layer of, you know, skill and and just team building because it's like in a moment, it's like, what do we want to do? Because again, hockey's never been about just one guy being one guy, right? I mean, you can't have any of these stars without the rest of the team to back them, right? He's not going to play every shift on four lines. So in that moment, it's like, what do we think? Like, Connor, you've been hot as fuck tonight. You've been doing great. I think you could beat this guy. you know. Or like, hey, we haven't had a power play tonight. What do you guys want to do? You guys, how are you guys feeling? And it's like, well, we want it. And Connor's like, All right, I'm going to do what my team wants to do, right? It kind of builds that moment where it's like, Connor has the option to take it, or he has the option to take it. And then it kind of brings it back to his team. Like, okay, Connor put us on the power play. He chose that. Okay, let's not let him down. You yeah, know? we got and then four it,
0: now type shit. It,
1: it, yeah, exactly. Because it might have been a goal. You'll never know, right? So it's your team, because penalties get called all the time. you know people they go on the power play quite often, so it doesn't mean shit, but when you're sitting there in a moment where it's like, do we want it or not, it's like, okay, now this means more than it did before. I mean, you know that you're getting a man up, you have to score. It's what you want to do. It's what every team wants to do, right? But now right. it's like we decided to do this, so it means more than it would if it was just a two minutes high stick call. whatever. you know, yeah. like did
0: you say two minutes fisting?
1: I said two minutes high stick. Oh <laughs> You're getting more than two minutes for fisting, I would think. That's at least a double minor. Personally. I don't know, but
0: my bad. Uh... <laughs> like the audio cut out for a second. <laughs> it only caught the the F. <laughs> My fault. My bad. He said two minutes for fisting. I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. That was my you fault. You
1: got some stuff on the brain you need to talk about, buddy.
0: <laughs> oh man, that German midget dungeon port really gets to you after a while. Um I,
1: I would I would assume it does.
0: <laughs> okay, let's uh let's shift gears. Thank you for taking that, by the way. And and uh oh my god. Thank you for uh, uh I don't know if you just heard my alarm go off, but I forgot I set that for seven fifty. Um so let's let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about that nine game heater that the Rangers are on. Because, oh my fucking lord!
1: Yeah, um,
0: it's happening.
1: It's happening, boys. It's happening. It's happening. It's all happening right now. It's not a drill. Do it's you feel happening.
0: foolish for for freaking out in the beginning of January? Um,
1: no, I don't. Okay, uh, because it, it was justifiable because the way that they were playing was not sustainable for. A deep but what, run.
0: But what did I say? What did I say to you? I mean, look, I, you're but not what did wrong. I say to you?
1: You're not wrong. Okay. You know, they're going to bounce back. They're here. I get it. But I wasn't wrong either, is the problem. You know, like I know this team well enough. And unfortunately, I know this league well enough now to know that you can't. Okay. Look, all of the stuff that happened, the Rangers are still on top of the Metro, but not by much, bro it's not it's not it's really not by much. And if you really if you really think about it and you, and you break it all the way down, New York's on top with 79 points. And Carolina is 6 points behind. But that was after a whole month of fucking up, right? Now I'm saying we don't need a 30-40 point lead at the top of the metro, but what I'm saying is this league is a lot closer than it has ever been, especially in the metro. When you when you go this is just the score in the metro right now. New York seventy nine, Carolina seventy three, Philly sixty seven, and then Washington, New Jersey, and the Islanders are tied at sixty. Below that is Pittsburgh with fifty eight, and then way at the bottom is Columbus with forty six. Right, so it's,
0: with Pittsburgh being as low as they are is very surprising. It's not
1: so much when really? it's
0: when it's Crosby. I Would think finding
1: well, Trinity. Well, it's Crosby
0: playing like they found the Fountain of Youth
1: some nights but Crosby is still is playing like he wants to win fucking heart this year like he's doing amazing things it's the rest of his team that's not helping him out unfortunately you know it's it's the inconsistency of the rest of his team letting soft goals in losing things that they shouldn't be losing and then Crosby saying oh by the way I'll get a goal as much as I can but you guys are gonna have to help they're like "Eh, I don't know I mean there's discussion right now talking about like release Crosby to another team, give him a chance to win another cup because Pittsburgh fucking sucks, and this is coming from Pittsburgh fans. Like, let Crosby go. Like, let him go. Don't don't let him die here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, don't let it's him die crazy. here. But
0: he's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, in, in your city, like, I get it.
1: I but <laughs> this is what they're saying, bro. That's all I'm well, saying. No one's going to take that saying.
0: contract on. Like,
1: I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying this is what they're saying.
0: What I mean, I saying. get it. I mean, around this time of year, anyway, it's always like. You know, oh, you know, release this guy, release that guy, release this guy. You know, the same thing could be said about Washington and um and uh um Ovi, you know, it's just like, oh, release him, let him get another ring, blah, blah, blah. It's just like he's not for one pretty sure that that contract has been worked out years ago where there is a no trade clause in it. Um, But also it's just like, how would that look like to a player who spent his entire career in one shot and in, in one city? For you just to be like, hey, man, we're going to let you go, i.e. Patrick Kane, like. <laughs> best example is fucking Patrick Kane, and he came out the other day and was just like, you know, hey, if you know, if the front office said we want to make you a Blackhawk for life, then that door would have been still open. But that door is now shut because they it- said that, you know, so. But I mean, regardless, that's a. Kaner or-
1: for another time. Kaner and Sid. Are in the same boat where it's there's a lot of game left to be played in them, whether it's one, two, three, four more seasons, whatever it is, their skill is there to continue to play them the best that they can right now. It's not like a huge drop off, like where it's like, this is pathetic that this guy's still playing hockey. No, they're still contributing in a major way, right? The difference for OV is that Caps have become like, let's get OV the all time scoring record. That's what we care about. And that's sure. what they're doing. You know, they're not. For Pittsburgh, it's not like let's get Crosby and X. Let's get and you know for Detroit now, it's not like let's get Kane or whatever. They're just fitting in and doing what they can with the team that they got. Capitals are very much so like we gotta get this guy. That's what it look. That's what it seems like, right? The last couple of years, like you we gotta just gotta get, get him
0: goals, and call it a day.
1: Yeah, because that, that that's what they're trying to do for him. So I can understand him not moving, but I mean, Sit doesn't want to play anywhere else. that's not Pittsburgh. I understand right. that, and you know, I don't think it's a. Look, he's done enough, right? Let him play out his last years and let him enjoy this, whether it's in a playoff run or not. He's got his cups, he's got his accolades, he's done his career. He just let him play what he's playing, and then let him go when he wants to go. I think he's earned that.
0: Play play the other side of it, right? So, like, let's say, you know, let's say he's been he's been on the fucking on the pens for coming up to almost what twenty years ish, coming up to it. Yeah. And if he, if they if the, if the pens had never won a cup then i'd be like okay like you have arguably one of the greatest players to grace the fucking ice he needs to go get a ring like solidify that legacy go get a ring and and i'm sure that some um some contender will take on half of a half a season of that contract and and call it a day but i don't know man like letting Sid go just because you're on a struggling Pens team with that's really far out of playoff contention. You know, just because it's, you know, Sidney Crosby and you want the best for him. I mean, it's it's commendable. Don't get me wrong. But also it's like. Dude, just let him just like chill out. <laughs> let him chill. <laughs> yeah, no, I,
1: I, I agree with that. It's I mean, to bring it back to the Rangers, because it's what I do, right. I could have done that with Hank at any time. Hank chose to stay. Again, don't, don't. I won't let you forget that they tried to let him go. They tried to let him go and play for the Capitals, and he never played a game because of his fucking heart. But don't, don't let the motherfucking media MSG Studios fool you, acting like they never tried. They did try to get rid of Hank. Hank. So I'm never gonna forget that. But I sent you
0: a picture of him in a Capitals uniform.
1: (laughs) Makes me want to vomit. Makes me want to puke. Makes me want to throw up. It's so gross. But anyway, Rangers, heater, right now, it's happening. We're here. Nine Gamer. The All-Star break happens. Rangers are not, they're not there, okay? There's a lot of looming issues. But again, a lot of them got solved. And this is why I was harping about this so much, right? The January that we had and the February that we're having currently, the only thing that changed was the fact that they wanted to win, I guess. Yes, there has been pieces that came in and out of the lineup. Yes, we've had guys come up from Hartford, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But realistically, nothing really changed. Only thing that changed was our third line clicking, our fourth line being what they are, our top six guys contributing every once. And that's the thing. For the Rangers to win, this is so fucking crazy. For the Rangers to win, their top six just needs to contribute 50% of the time. And we win in the fashion that we're winning. It's not like all these wins are just, oh, Artemi Panarin had a hat trick or a five-point game every, every game this month. That's not the case. What I've been trying to harp on is the amount of depth that this team has and the things that they do. And we come out of the All-Star game, and our first game back is Colorado, which I was nervous about because Colorado is a very good team. They have been historically for the past few years a very, very good team. I think that that loss was kind of the downfall of Colorado for some reason because after that they they just couldn't win a game. Um, they're bouncing back, but it, it was bad. Colorado's not is it was in a is in a mini slump as well. But so we beat Colorado. Hey, we're we're high right because we come out of the All Star. We're like, hey, maybe that was the break we needed, and we roll right into Tampa Bay, which for us is is another important game because you're never gonna forget the past, and they're the reason that we. Got bounced out of the Stanley Cup, you know, playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was Tampa Bay. We beat them three one. Then we have a close, close, close fucking game against the Blackhawks because, like I've said a billion times, those motherfuckers play. They it's they will play that game. They do not care if it's the first seeded team or the team right next to them, wherever they are in the standings. They're going to play their ass off. Okay, that was a that was a close fucking game in overtime. Then imme- immediately after that, we play the, the Flames. Started. Shut up. Immediately goal after started. that, we, we play the Flames. And Igor gets a shutout. Beautiful. We play the Canadians. It's a 7-4 final. Wow. And then we're like, what the fuck is going on, right? Like, are, are we back? Like, are we are we back? You're starting to think, why not us, right? Then we play a stadium series that sees us down two goals. Four to two. We we're
0: down way more than two goals. <laughs> yeah, um
1: at at the point when we tied it up it was a 4-2 it was the 4-2 deficit, right? And we bring it all the way back to a 4-4 tie or a 5-5 tie, I think it was. 5-5. And then we go into then we go into overtime and then Artemi Panarin does the Artemi magic that he does.
0: It was weird, man. He,
1: he blocks a shot in the offensive zone which every time right when your guy pushes into the zone when the other team has possession you're kind of like who cares don't even put the pressure on him right like just back up defend well the reason why he does is because this one in a million times that this fucking happens where the guy who has possession in his defensive zone tries to make a pass or a play and he blocks it artemi blocks it in the slot high slot puck shoots up into the air comes back down in front of him he does his dingle dangle throws it in someone from The Islanders tries to slide and block, knocks the net off, but because Artemi was already in the process of shooting the puck, they called it, you know, a forward motion on the puck. The net comes off, but the puck crosses the line. They said, hey, that's a good goal. They call it a win for the fucking Rangers. I'm like, that's
0: so weird to me, man. Like, why should that count? Like, I understand the forward motion of the puck. I understand that it was the defender that knocked the puck off of the, the moorings. I get it, but that should not have counted. And I don't I don't know why. And like I'm, it's nothing against the Rangers, it's nothing against Panarin, but it's just like if the net comes off, the net comes off. You're right in
1: the instance that if it wasn't a high danger chance and the net didn't come off because of an Islanders defender who had no Ranger near him, right? If you don't count that goal, right? That sends a message that says if you're in doubt, knock the net off. And I know that's not what he was trying to do. And I'm not, not trying to anyway. say that. I'm not trying to say that it was what his intention was. And I'm saying, honestly, it could have went either way. I'm happy that it went the way that it went because it was an underdog story for the Rangers to rally back, sure. right? But there was a gray area and that was one of those times where it was like this could go anyway because the whistle wasn't blown. I know the net came off but the whistle wasn't blown. The net was coming off while he was shooting. It was taken off by an Islanders, Islanders defender with no Ranger around in sight. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it it if you don't call that right, is it send a clear message that, when in doubt, knock the net off? You know, like, I I don't know what the reasoning was. It went to Toronto. I don't agree with half the shit they say. I'm glad that I could agree with one thing that they said this year, which was this goal, because I wanted it really fucking bad. But, Like, you know,
0: I get it, but also, like, the the when in doubt, knock the net off has been a thing for years, because I remember watching Tuka Rask do it, mm-hmm. like, several fucking times of, like, you know, hey, his you know glove comes off, or his mask is broke, or whatever. No one's listening. Dude just knocks the net off. You know, I've but, seen, yeah, I've
1: seen that. Yes, exactly.
0: But but at the same time, it's like, look, I I love the fact that that Panarin, you know, Panarin scored that. I you know, especially because of my lifelong love for Artemi Panarin, and my lifelong hatred for Stan Bowman for trading him to fucking Columbus. But you know, just Bible. Um, <laughs> it's reasonable it's reasonable it's reasonable but i don't know man like that shit that's like tripped me out when i first saw it because like i I watched it obviously i was watching the game and I watched it in real time and i'm like oh man that sucks what are what are the odds of that like a, a one on two and you end up scoring because that puck was going in regardless of the net was knocked off or not
1: agreed I, and that's, it, that's, and the, that's, that's the hard where call. i
0: think that's where i think the call came in where it was just like nah it's a good goal because if that net didn't come off, then yeah, it, that that the puck would have been in net anyway. I yeah. think what needs to fucking happen is they need to find a better way to fucking safety to knock to keep those nets in. Agreed. Be- because like, why why are we in 2024 and all you need is a good shove and that net comes off? And I get it; it's for the cleaning purpose for the Zamboni. I understand, but there's got to be something that can be done <laughs> so we can avoid this at any. At like, At like pivotal times right like if it's game seven in double overtime of the stanley cup final and it's all decided because some schmuck decided to knock the fucking net off the moorings like you'd be fucking pissed if you were on the other side of that
1: yeah i I agree and it's different like if igor goes like post to post to make a, a save and he knocks the net off while making the save right i mean
0: Well, regardless, he made
1: the save. Exactly. So he made the save, and that was his way of making the save. And I can't blame – I can never blame the goalie for doing what he thinks is necessary to stop the puck because you have, what, five people on the ice at all times trying to get the, the puck in towards you? So it's getting hectic. I understand that. In this specific instance, like you said, it was going in either way. And because it wasn't like a ranger shoved someone from the Islanders into the paint, and it knocked the net off, I think it was where their head came. Look, I don't know exactly why, and I, again, it was kind of like, that's a good goal, but the net did come off. But but, but it, it wasn't because it was like, we couldn't tell if it was going to be a goal because the net came off. It was like, no dude, no matter what the fuck happened, that was going to be a goal, and I think they because it was so definitive that it would have been a goal no matter what, I think yeah. that's why they called it. In that specific instance, again, trying to put my Rangers bias aside, but It was going to be a goal regardless. I think that if it was a little bit like, you know, if it was like top shelf, if it was maybe top shelf and the net came off and it was like it went in, it's like, yeah, but the net was in a position that it probably wouldn't have made it before. You know what I'm saying? I can understand that at that point, but I think because the ref was right there, saw what was happening and knew that like, hey, that's it. Had they cleared it, right? Immediately, Islander touched the puck and it went the other way. It never even crossed the line, blown it dead. Done. It's done right there. They understand. But I think because of the momentum and the way that it played out, you know, we we got the good call. Yeah. We got the good call in that instance, and we we're we're lucky about that. And that's all I'll say about that. Moving I feel
0: on, like I feel like if if the net if the puck wasn't going into the net regardless, and then the net came off, then they probably would have called it dead. Or even if Artemy had
1: had. Fumbled the puck for a second, right, and had gotten possession yeah. of the puck, and he knocked it out right before that. Before he shot, they would have blown it. Maybe artemi would have finished his shot because he was like in the zone. Like, sure. no, nah, that's no goal, bro. That's no goal because it came off. But I think because it all happened in one motion at the same happened time,
0: literally like within microseconds.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the only reason why we squeaked away with it. But and
0: that's fair. Hey, look, that was a regardless. I don't know we're going to talk about the stadium. Do you want to just jump into the stadium series now? Yeah. Um.
1: Or do you yeah, want to talk about ahead. the last two games? No, no, go ahead. This is a perfect place to, to take a break right here for that. Go
0: ahead. <clears throat> so let's, let's, I mean, let's break down that game too. So we have like one of two games that we're going to break down. One of them obviously is, I mean, regardless of this, let me rephrase. I have my caffeine just started kicking in. Um, yeah. <laughs> So the stadium series, you had game one, which was the Devils versus Flyers on the 17th. And then you had the, uh, you know, game two, which was the Islanders and Rangers, which is the game that we were just talking about. So I will start with we'll start with the Rangers and, and Islanders game just because of how just how amazing that game was. Regardless, I mean, you go up one, nothing. Then you go down four one. You start bringing it back. Now it's four, three. Islanders get another goal, five three, and now this is where all hell breaks loose because now it's five four, and with like a minute and a half left, the Rangers tie it up, five five, fight it off, take it to overtime. Within ten seconds of overtime, Artemi Panarin scores a what you could call a controversial goal, but if you know the rule, like how I was just was informed of the rule maybe fifteen minutes ago. Um, you know, it is a good goal. So, I mean, all around solid win. you wish you would have ended it in in regulation. Uh, but a win is a win is a win is a win. Um, you know, you definitely don't want the Islanders, your little brothers to take over to take the loser point. But hey, regardless, you'll take whatever you can. Um, I want to know because I always have like a heightened anxiety anytime the Hawks play an outdoor game, whether it maybe it's because the inevitable losing record that the hawks have in um in outdoor games whether it be stadium series or winter classic i think they're one in five (laughs) they're one in five and i remember what the one win was against pittsburgh in the stadium series (laughs) or maybe it was winter it was winter classic um so what was your mindset going into the game knowing that you're playing the rangers knowing that it was a rivalry game the battle for new york um the fact you did have a rough um rough january i think it was like 3 wins 5 losses 2 overtime losses i believe it was two or three overtime losses i mean it's still a losing record regardless right and you were in the midst of a six game winning streak going into this game where it's obviously you got more eyes on it and a little bit more pressure so what was what was your mindset as a fan right what was your mindset going into that game? Well,
1: right before this, right, the Rangers have a, a very good record outdoors. I don't think we lost any. I think we are like five and zero, oh, right?
0: We haven't lost any out, out, outside games. <laughs>
1: but for me, it's it's more about how iconic those games usually are. And I said this the other day to you. It was like, you know, some of my favorite moments are, you know, Henrik Lundqvist stopping a shot in the outdoor game. You know, like some of those moments like that are are, are amazing. And and for New York like I said this before as well, these games mean a lot to people. Like the, the winter classics mean a lot to a lot of people. The stadium series games mean a lot to a lot of people. It's, it is almost like, it's what like the NBA is doing with like the midseason whatever the fuck they're doing, you know, where it's like the crazy fucking, Hey, just team elimination. It, it doesn't mean shit, but it, it means something because we're doing it. Right. So that's, that's kind of what it is for the Rangers and then New York playing New York. That's crazy. Uh, We have a long tenured rivalry for a long time. I'm not ashamed to say it. The Islanders were the much better Rangers team. They were much more physical and they were consistent on their power play. Um, Yeah, dude, it was, we had, uh, we had Rempe. Hmm. Uh, Matt Rempe, his debut was the stadium series game. Up, he came up from Harvard. They pulled him up, say, "Hey, come, come play, whatever." And his first shift, which is like a minute and something into the game, he gets into a fist fight with Martin because Martin's trying to spark his team because you know they just went down one early, and they're like, we, "We, we need to, we need to get control of this game." And I guess they lined up against each other. He's like, "Hey, kid, you want to go?" And and Rempe's like, "Yeah, you know, like sure." And then literally one second into the National Hockey League career for Matt Rempe, he gets into a fight, and I don't know if that's like a like a new record or some kind. And I know we like to keep stupid stats over stupid shit. That's gotta be some type of record for the fastest fight in the NHL. I haven't seen one. like it literally the puck dropped and they dropped gloves. He literally had 0.01 second. Like he had one second on the ice before he got into a fight, which was fucking crazy. Um, So that was cool for him. Um, His debut. He's a seven foot tall dude. He is big. He's seven feet like two forty or something like that. And that's huge. you know what I'm saying? Like those hockey players is like he's six he's six three, hundred and ninety-five pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're usually so lean because they're they're skating working out so often that they're six whatever and they're only like two hundred pounds at the most, right? He's like two forty because he's so big. So it was cool to see him do that. Again, the Rangers running running it back and it always sucks, right? And maybe you don't feel this way, but I definitely do. It's like when you get a new jersey, a retro liberty, reverse, whatever, and your team plays bad in them, You all you can think is like, God, oh, these fucking jerseys are cursed, bro. Like, I don't yeah. want this jersey anymore. Like, I don't want it. Like, this is a horrible – every time I wear it, I'm going to think of the time we get fucking smoked. So the fact that we won this one, it kind of makes that stadium jersey even cooler than I thought it already was. So it's like, oh, okay, it's not a losing jersey. You know, it's a it's a good jersey. It's a symbol of a good day. And, you know, I don't do this very often with very many things. I know that you're the memorabilia guy. You love to have your sports memorabilia, whether it's hockey or anything. You just love to have it. I'm not that guy. Tell me why two minutes after this game, I told my wife said, Hey, hop on the fucking line right now. Grab that Stadium Series puck, have that shit shipped to the house, a fucking sap. Because it's one of those moments where I was like, you're going to remember this forever and i'm sure. going to look up at that puck on the shelf or on a mantle and be like hell yeah dude like no matter what happens you can't take that away from us and i'm always going to remember that and it's always going to be a like a important win for us and because hockey's about the memories right my son my wife my dad my brother we're watching the stadium series it's new york versus new york and whatever happens in the future it was a moment where our new york came out on top in a stadium series, you know, and it doesn't happen all the time. It's not, it's not consistent where you're in the stadium series. So it was, it was pretty cool. And I think that if there was any, a moment, any time this season, that there was a moment that the Rangers embodied that no quit again, it was this game.
0: Oh, it was this game for sure.
1: Absolutely. And it, it was, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. Again, if we lost, it would have stung and it would have sucked, but I would have at least respected the no quit to come back it's again no quit doesn't mean you don't ever lose it just means no matter what's happening in front of you and this is a metaphor for life bro i'm not trying to get philosophical on this podcast but no quit to me means it doesn't mean i'm always gonna win you know you can't get two points every single night it's not gonna happen but the point is is that i'm gonna come with what i have and my team's gonna come with what we have and we're gonna do the best that we can Every single night that's that's what the no quit means to me, even when we're facing you know juggernauts, even when we're facing the best lineup in the league, the most scoring, the best goalie. It doesn't matter. You come and play your game and you do what you can do, and you just don't quit and if you lose, you lose, but you lose in a way that you can go, "Hey, I can sleep tonight." you know I did everything that I could do and and I feel like when the Rangers do that, no quit where they get this fucking bug up their ass the way they're doing it right now. They're a very hard team to beat, and it's showing in February, you know.
0: Yeah, um, I resonate so fucking hard when you were like, "Yo, buy that shit right now," because it's like that hard memory. Um, when the when the Cubs won the pennant against the Dodgers in 2016, and when they were going to the World Series, I think I spent maybe three hundred dollars on World Series merch. And when they won the World Series, I think it was close to about two grand. So I get it. I well, I won. I get it. When you're in an Italian
1: family, it's, it's just it's weird, bro. An Italian family, some people might not understand this. When you're in an Italian family, you, like, you wait, right? You're watching the Yankees all year. For me, it would be the Yankees, right? So you're watching the Yankees all re- year. It's happening, right? Something happens, they win something. It's like everybody, everybody's uncle, everybody's auntie is like, hey, start buying merch. Start buying yeah. merch right now. Everybody start buying merch. God forbid they win the World Series, right? It's like, all right. And my grandpa, you know, my grandpa knows that year. All he's getting, birthdays, Christmases, oh. Father's Day. <laughs> it is all going to be Yankee shit. <laughs> and then I'm I'm sitting there going, this motherfucker, these are going to be too big for his ass, and I'm going to get these shits. Like, I have so many shirts from my grandpa. It's ridiculous. They all go to my wife now because I'm too fat. But
0: the Dude, oh, my God. I'll tell you what. When the Cubs won the World Series, Christmas, Father's Day, everything. My dad's birthday because my dad's birthday is in February. Everything was so easy because all of it was just Cubs World Series merch. And and my wife jokes because she was like, wow, she goes, this year was the easiest Christmas shopping I've ever had to do. I was like, why? I was, she goes, because you and your dad all got sh- like Cubs World Series merch that <laughs> it's all ordered from one site. And I was like, man, that's the truest shit ever. Because, like, yeah, that's all I wanted, and that's all my dad wanted was just World Series stuff, you know, to commemorate that the Cubs won the World Series first time in one hundred eight years. I don't know if you are ever gonna see it again, so you better get your shit while you can now. And yeah, dude, like I one hundred percent get that. Like growing up in an Italian household, and yeah, I I one hundred percent get that. <laughs> that's so fucking funny that you well, brought that up because that's literally my childhood.
1: <laughs> it's even it's even better for the NHL, right? Because it it's so oh, my hard, mom, dude. That's 100% yeah. like the
0: shit I do for my mom. It's always like, you know, Christmas, my dad gets Cub stuff. My mom gets Blackhawk stuff. Easy. Well, Easy for the – any not to not – to, and not trying
1: to make it this way, right? But not trying to say that that ma- Major League Baseball is is the easier one. It doesn't matter as much. But it's like the Stanley Cup is so hard to win that it's like you'll take anything, right? So, people are going to be, they're just going to talk about the Stadium Series Championship 2024, you know, forever. If you make the conference finals, if you do whatever, you do whatever. Like, you're going to put that merch out, and God forbid your team wins the Stanley Cup, right? That's the next 30 years of shit you're going to be getting for Christmas, Father's Day, yeah. birthday. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I don't give a fuck what happens. Give me this shit. We were champions this year. Don't give a fuck. Just keep sending me the merch. Keep doing it. Like, you can't take it away. And it, I think it really sticks in hockey because it's like, they. They you understand how hard it I'm not saying it's easy in baseball, but you understand how hard it is to get to the Stanley Cup yeah. final, just to get there. And you know, like, hey, there's motherfucking people buying Knights nice shit right now that says champion t- t- right just right now, you know. The season is three quarters of the way done. You're still buying it because you know you gotta relish in that. They're the Stanley Cup champions sure. until they're dethroned or otherwise noted, right? So you keep buying that shit right now because it's a hard trophy to get to,
0: just to get to, not let alone win, you know. Dude, I still buy Stanley Cup merch like for the Hawks. Like just the like literally last year I bought a 2010 Stanley Cup champion hat off of Offer Up for ten bucks because I was like, I have two thousand thirteens and fifteens. I don't have tens yet. So I literally, yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I have replica Stanley Cup rings as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, man. But yeah, I 100% get that. Yeah, it's just like, because I mean, for one, you never know when your team is going to win it again, right? It's always that's always a variable. There's 30 plus other teams in in your league to say that you're the outlier every single year is a bold statement until it's proven otherwise. Um, You know, but especially with you know the the dynasty that the Blackhawks had from 2010 to 2017 or to 2016. You know it was like really hard to, um, uh, like not get that shit for your birthday or Christmas or whatever. Or just you know, hey, I got a couple extra bucks. I want to get this. You know what I mean? And and even for like the Winter Classic and Stadium Series stuff, like I can't tell you how many of those jerseys I have. Like I have a. This is so fucking funny. I have a Brad Richards, uh, Winter Classic jersey. Just because like, for one, I mean, the one thing about me is I like buying jerseys of obscure players, right? I don't, you know, I have my cane, I have my Taze, I have a Bedard. um, You know, I always get those, but also like I have a Dylan Strome winter classic jersey. Like who the fuck's going to have that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's you know, crazy. Uh, I got a Peter Morazic jersey coming because who the fuck's going to have that, right? Um you know, Brad Richards. And a lot of people are like, who the fuck is Brad Richards? Well, Stanley cup champion, Brad Richards to you. Uh, Yeah. My mom has an Antoine Vermette Jersey. (laughs) Like. See,
1: for me too, it's, I'm a goalie guy. I I just, I, I have so much respect for the goalie. Again, I'm a New York Rangers fan, right? So we always usually have great goaltending. So for me, the goalie is the most, that's what I'm dissecting the most. I ain't no fucking goalies coach by any means right but i'm that's the one i'm looking at the most and for me it's always going to want to be a goalie so we get a new kid in there and fuck i got a quick jersey coming right now it is on the way you know what i'm saying it's coming
0: jersey on the way (laughs)
1: it's so it's i got that respect for it but man it's it's something different bro and i don't want to get too far into this into this tangent but it's yeah if you're listening to this podcast you know you know exactly what the fuck we're talking about. And and I'll just if add one thing. I
0: hope if you don't understand, I genuinely hope you get to that level because it is it is so fun. Like to sit there and be like, man, I was like, they just dropped, you know, the uh, you, let's say the ducks. Right. Let's say so whoever's listening to this right now is a is a ducks fan. Right. And It's like, fuck, dude. Like, the, first of all, the ducks have one of the best jerseys I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Period. The purple, Um, I fucking love the purple with the old school duck with the old school, like a wild wing logo on the front of it. I love it. That's probably one of my favorite, my favorite jerseys. But like, you know, I, I hope that you. You come to this conclusion of like, yeah, like this is I wouldn't say it's my life, but, you know, we're damn near. I'm damn near right there. I mean, I feel like once you get the logo tattooed on you is when it's kind of like you become that personality trait. no
1: for sure yeah and and also if you're a ducks fan and you know you're kind of upset about the how the year's going again
0: be a Black this, Hawks I,
1: i'll I'll go one step further i'll say that you have the cleanest jerseys of all time in history period that oh, is disagree, those, but
0: yeah, those duck
1: fine. jerseys i can't think of one that's better than that in my personal opinion so at least you have uh, that right
0: the 20 21 i think it was blackhawks uh winter classic jersey the black one
1: I respect those and they're great but it's not even fucking close bud
0: disagree as fuck
1: not Unbiased, even close
0: unbiasedly unbiasedly disagree there's bias in that bro there has to there's be there's zero bias in that it, no dude I there's no way you, I promise you there is zero bias in that that was that black jersey it was one of the cleanest fucking jerseys I have ever seen in the NHL and that's me saying that, and I'm a, got, I'm a fucking sucker for the diagonal letter jerseys, like the Rangers jersey, or Pittsburgh's, or, or even Vegas's reverse retro. Like, I'm a, I, am a, I am a slut for that jersey. But the black winter classic jersey with the old school logo on the front, solid black and white contrast, that's the best jersey in the NHL. That was the but- best jersey in the NHL.
1: That's an L take for me,
0: but regardless, I even remember asking your opinion on it.
1: That, I mean, this is what this podcast is, is you asking my opinion, me asking you yours. But anyway,
0: no, th- no, it's not. It just happens to be like that because of the respect that we have for each other.
1: Well, now it went out the window because you're yeah, lying have to me. Respect for you. Fuck you. February 20th, we saw the Rangers play the Dallas Stars. They win 3-1 <laughs> and the the most important win this <laughs> month, the most important fucking win this month, right? And oh man, the Rangers beat the Devils 5 1. 5 1. And when I tell you (laughs) that the Devils imploded on Instagram, dude, you had to be there. You just had to be there, dude. It <laughs> was it was fire our coach into the sun, fire this team into the sun. You know, the fucking this is oh my it was so funny. It was like, oh well, uh try talking to us when it's fucking Rangers fans going there and I like I don't like it. I don't like it when you go to another page and start talking shit. I think it's really tacky. But I look. Don't get me wrong, I'm looking. I'm I not commenting teams, but I'm looking. But New Jersey is such such a like a shit. Stir on Instagram. They, here's, here's the difference between New York and New Jersey, right? There's a lot of differences, but here's the main one on the internet. When New York wins, they don't have to put another team down to celebrate. New Jersey has to.
0: Why yeah, would they you do can't that? fucking says otherwise when they're going into like the Twitter comments and posting this lo fi picture of Jimmy VC. It's like your team just lost to Jimmy fucking VC or some oh, shit look, like that. Ho-
1: ho- hold on. Hold on. Let me finish my thought, okay? (laughs) The New York Rangers don't have to put another team down to celebrate a win. New Jersey does. But the fan, now, base. the fan base is a different story. I don't speak for those motherfuckers. They do whatever the fuck they want to do. I speak for New York on behalf of New York and whatever they want. Hey, your team just lost. Your poverty franchise just lost to the bubble buddies or whatever <laughs> when it was like Jimmy Veezy with the fucking helmet and Barkley Goudreau with the helmet. That shit yes, was fucking. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking of. I <laughs> but... couldn't remember the name of it. I couldn't remember yeah. like, what they called them. But yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of is your poverty franchise lost to the bubble buddies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when they both had the fucking bubble helmets on bro that was funny but Dude, look
0: anytime anytime that the that the hawks win a game it's very few and far between but anytime that the hawks win a game i will go into that opposing team's fucking uh twitter and i will just look at all the comments when they post the final score and it was like your poverty franchise just got fleeced by kyle from chicago and 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 the the joke behind the Kyle from Chicago is like during the uh during the draft Kyle Davidson was walking around I think what they were at Nashville yeah was that was hilarious Nashville. bro huh
1: that was, I'm no exact like, go ahead but that was fucking hilarious go go, oh, okay. go, go.
0: <laughs> but it, it, um I don't know if anyone's familiar with Billy Eisner but he was very it, like he's got a show called Billy on the Street and where like he'll just like go up to like random people for one we will scream in their fucking face. And be like, you know, hey, for one dollar, name a woman type shit, right? And they caught Kyle Davidson, and it was like he goes, he goes "What's your Billy?" I goes, "What's your name?" Kyle goes, "Oh, Kyle from Chicago." And obviously, like no one's really thinking about who, like it's no one really recognizes your GM unless you're a fan of that team, right? Like if you showed me for sure the Ducks GM, I would have been like, "That's just every corporate fuckhead, like <laughs> every corporate suit and tie, like whatever," right? But once that video dropped of Kyle Davidson getting interviewed by Billy Eisner, it turned into a meme of like your poverty franchise just lost to the poverty Blackhawks. <laughs> sure. I want to shout this guy out. Hold on. I want to get his, his Instagram, right? Um, he'll never fucking hear this, but um, hold on. Okay. There's a dude. I send, I send breezy these reels and, and memes all the time, but there's a dude on, on Instagram. His name is B Hawk memes. And he's so his fucking his fucking meme page obviously is all, you know, Blackhawks and shit like that, but um you know he posts like he posts memes all the fucking time of like um like when Macklin Celebrini comes over to the Blackhawks and pairs up with Connor Bedard and it's just like this highlight re- highlight reel of uh Jonathan Taze and Patrick. <laughs> And he'll just fucking just post shit like that. And I love it so much. And that's where I get a lot of my, like your team just lost to this poverty franchise like shit. And it's so amazing. I love those fucking memes. And I love every fan base that does it. I even love the opposing fan bases that post on the Blackhawks because I know that it's all a lot of irony. Cause obviously I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hawks win a game the rest of the year, but, um but yeah, I fucking love those memes so much. Those are so good. I hope no one stops it.
1: Yeah, they're good. And and Like I said, the, the difference between New York and New Jersey is the way that they respond on social media. I feel like New York... Look, the fans are going to be the fans. There are terrible fans. There are good fans. Everyone has them. I'm sure that people think that the Rangers have the worst fan base in the world. I would beg to differ, but obviously that's my Rangers bias. I, I would say that we don't have to put another team down to celebrate the win, because we, we're more talking about what we did to get there, right? And there's so much coverage for the Rangers on the day-to-day that you see the struggle. You see how we talk before the game. There's always a pre-game interview. There's always a post-game interview. MSG has it broken down. You get like Steve Aliquette or Henrik Lundqvist with John Giannone talking about the game and how it went the way that it went, whether it's a win, whether it's a loss. There's a lot of coverage for the Rangers that happens on a, daily d- on a day-to-day basis. So it's like these wins are celebrated in the fact that we know what it took to get there because not just what you yeah. saw on the ice, you saw everything that happened up until that point. But it's hilarious to me because New Jersey's argument right now is well, uh, you got bounced last year in the first round. It's like, yeah, but what will you be saying if you don't even make the fucking playoffs? That's the question you need to start asking each other, boys. What the fuck are you going to say next year if you don't even make the fucking playoffs? They're That's just the going to like.
0: Argument. That's the same argument I get into with Knights fans and shit, especially like the last time the Hawks came to town and, 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 and beat the Knights. Like when I was walking back to my car, dude. This dude's trying to start an argument with like, yeah, who's got the most recent Stanley Cup? Like, mean, okay. Okay, you you beat an AHL team. Congratulations. Who's led by an 18-year-old? Good job. Way to uh, go. You I'll win. say
1: this. Uh, yeah, I'll say this because this is what matters the them mostly. During the regular season, you're only as good as your last game against the team that you played. That's how you gauge it. Yep. I don't give a fuck what you say. As gauge. soon as that season ends, boom, you're in the playoff run, you're in the Stanley Cup run, whatever the fuck it is, right? Now, it's a different game. Everything is gauged off of that. Your team didn't make the fucking playoffs. You don't get a fucking opinion about the fucking playoffs, period. You can talk about it, right? But here's the thing. Your team didn't even make it. My team got bounced in the first round. That's fine. Okay. I made it to the dance. Didn't go very far. Again, if you didn't win the Stanley Cup, there's not much to talk about. If, really you to the, if you made it to the finals, good they on you man. for beating your division on, on that side. But that's all you did, again, they at the end man. of the day.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, like even then, you really can't talk shit. It's like, oh, hey, well, we made it to the finals, but you lost.
1: I was the last to lose. Like, congratulations, you know. Congratulations like,
0: congratulations, first, <laughs> first place loser. Yeah. When does, your, when does your? I always like. I I love this shit, dude. Like, um, like when does your uh, fuck, what was it? When does your division ring come in? Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see your. Fucking, I always, like, joked around with Knights fans before they obviously won the Cup, because now I can't say shit. But, like, I always, like, joked, and I was just like, hey, when does the Western Conference ring come in? I can't wait to see it. When does the Western Champions ring come in? Oh, man, that's going to be great. Oh, you don't get one? Oh, damn. Oh, no. Oh, damn. That's
1: crazy. Uh, All right, man.
0: Listen, I I need to ask you this. And I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I need to ask you this. What fucking opinion of mine do you need? Because my anxiety is through the roof, sir. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Well,
1: oh, I mean... Auto Parts. Um, This went... This episode just derails. It's just two dudes talking hockey. This is what we do, okay? Um, There's always a plan. It never goes according to. So... There's a couple things that I wanted to say. Oh, um shit. it's too long, so let me just hit my bullet points, okay? Okay. Um I'll start with the most important ones and then look, trade this is about trade deadline, okay? There was a bunch of trade stuff going up. There's a lot of things going out. Oh. I I, I, is I will shout
0: about the trade deadline.
1: This was what this whole little bit was going to be about. So I'm just going to get a. am just going to put a, ask you a couple important questions that I don't think can wait. And then, as as things develop, we'll we'll cover them in the future as they come. This is from theathletic.com. This is a, a culmination of a lot of uh, their beat writer reporters following some of these trade deadlines as they develop. So this is like the updated one hour ago, updated three hours ago. You know, so they have one big mega list. Um, I use this page because uh, the Athletic has done their research, and you know, I'm just gonna. I don't care hopefully they're not fucking neo-nazis over there and i'm not shouting them out for that but i like their page right i like what they post and i think that they post some good stuff so i'm gonna start with one um vladimir tarasenko's trade value and this is look bullet points quick answers because there's a few of them right i mean you, you say what you have to say but vladimir tarasenko's trade value personally um i think it's very high he's on a losing team with ottawa but these are just gonna it's gonna be all over the place. So be prepared for this. It's the only one I'm giving you a little bit on. It's the Tarasenko, and it's the easiest. So Vladimir Tarasenko, trade value. What is he worth? Is he getting traded? Right now go. Clock start.
0: Oh, motherfucker. I hate you for this. Okay. Um just on my very quick just now research on vladimir tarasenko yeah you're right he's on he's on a losing team of ottawa but he's on a a, kind of like a promising team of ottawa i mean with with tim Stutzel and 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 the one of the kachuk brothers i can't remember if it's matt or brady but because i'm under the i'm under fucking fire right now but i mean in 52 games played he's got 15 goals and 22 assists with 37 points um i don't know man he is kind of up there in age he is 32 um, I think that they, if they trade him, it's, it's not going to be for, for anything like, you know, um, like Trevor egress level. Um, if anything, I think it's going to be like maybe a couple of prospects and, and, and a couple of picks in this draft, but like later rounds, um, I don't, I don't really see a high value for Tarasenko. He is still a dynamic you either a goal scorer or just a playmaker you know he's he does have that going for him which is good Um the problem is is um his last game he didn't register he registered one shot and you know out of 17 uh, 17 and a half minutes of ice time he registered one shot so i don't really know how much you can gain from that you know what i mean so um, I think he either stays or he goes. You know, goes for picks.
1: Again, I'm not going to offer my opinion on any of these. These are these are rapid fire to you for you, you to answer on your own. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're right. I'm just going to move on, and I'm going to let you have these. Okay, Edmonton Cup window open now. For what they're doing, had a crazy run. Um, I think it was tied for the most wins in a season or something like that. Doesn't matter. What matters is if the Edmonton Oilers are in. The market for a top right wing defenseman or defenseman in general. Who the fuck could they grab in this league right now? You gotta give me something. Clock starts go.
0: Oh my god, dude. I can't even think of any fucking names. Okay, so look at a team. Look at look at rebuilding teams, right? So we'll we'll just use the Blackhawks, for instance, because we have a couple of, of defensemen that, that are able to or that that could have some pretty decent value, right? So I look at um, a player like Alex Vlasic. Now, um, I apologize because I'm I'm doing like research on the fucking fly because some asshole decides to throw these at me. Um, to save so you, I,
1: to give you some time to think about it, I know what this has done. I already know the can of worms that I just opened up. I understand what I just did to myself. I accept yeah. it. I you accept it.
0: So fucked. I understand. I accept okay. it. Okay, that's great. Um, I look at a, I look at a player like Alex Lasic, who is still a younger guy. He's twenty two. Um, he is a twenty nineteen draft pick. Uh, so he still has a lot of, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, learning. Um, but he does in fifty two games played, he does have two goals and nine assists and eleven out of eleven points. Um. His plus minus could be better, but I I don't know I don't know about you, but I'm never one to gauge plus minuses. Um, in his career, very short career, um, he only has 14 points, which is three goals and nine assists, and or I'm sorry, three goals and 11 assists. Um, to me, watching him play, he is a real, real good fucking uh, playmaker. Um, he's he, he he's not afraid to use his legs which is always a plus to have, especially on, on defense. Um, he's not afraid to use his legs. He's not afraid to take those, those risky passes. Um, you know, maybe his, maybe his pass accuracy could, could use some time, but again, he's still, he's only 22 years old. He still has a lot, a lot of time. Um, I really feel like he could replace Darnell nurse. Um, because I, I just feel like nurse really doesn't have that, 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 Gusto to play on a team like um like Edmonton, especially with their their window kind of rapidly closing. um however, you know, Vlasic can give you those real top defensemen um ice time. Uh, for instance, like last last night's game against Winnipeg, he did have almost twenty five minutes of ice time. um but I-, I think I feel like he he probably might go real high on their list if they're looking from teams that are. Um that are rebuilding that that really just want assets and draft picks. anything else um, more prospect pool to to dig from um for the life of me bro i can't I can't think of any other defenseman
1: <laughs> Jake Gensel is one of the biggest trade pieces right now that could be traded this year okay he's on injury reserve he will not be available till after the trade deadline, but he can still be traded he w- do you put him as A high pick for any other team that's obviously not Pittsburgh because he's on Pittsburgh. But do you put him as a high pick? Do you think that him being hurt, knowing that he'll come back, will affect him being a trade piece for Pittsburgh? Do you think he'll get picked up by anyone? And I mean, his production has been 22 goals and 52 points before he got hurt. Okay. It's very, very good. Yeah. Do you think that there's still a chance that they're going to use him as a piece? And do you think there's going to be teams open for that, thinking that he'll come back and contribute for the rest of the year?
0: Well, I feel like any team that is just outside that that playoff window. Right. So, I mean, just a quick glance, you know, you look at the teams like the Kings or the Lightning, for instance, or the Blues, maybe the Predators, um, the teams that can really turn it up at the end of the year that maybe just need that goal scorer. Um, The problem is, what did he go on injured reserve for? Do you know?
1: I don't know and I think it's more fun that you answer this question without knowing. I'm going to check, but I think <laughs> it's more fun that you answer this question without knowing.
0: I fucking hate you, bro. Come oh on. my god, you're a piece of shit for this. Um, okay, so yeah, I don't know what he went on IR for, but uh let's just say it's lower body, right? Now, th- the problem is with lower body is especially in hockey you do have a higher chance of of re-injuring that that nagging injury, especially you know, say it's a ACL tear or whatever a sprain for instance like sprains are a hell of a lot worse to deal with than than straight up tears because at least with a tear you can get surgery and rehab it from there uh with a sprain you still run that risk of no matter what you do taking a step wrong could re re aggravate the injury so um if he is going to be dealt from pittsburgh which i don't think he will especially with 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 a pittsburgh team that is still trying to fight for a playoff spot i mean still a lot of hockey left it's only february it's almost april or I'm sorry it's almost march um with a lot of hockey left you know I don't know if he might get dealt but if he does get dealt I would say he maybe has a chance of going to uh I'd probably say Nashville just because Nashville really I believe lacks kind of like that scoring power I mean they have a negative 7 different uh goal differential while still being plus plus 500 by five games um I don't know, man. I just, I feel like maybe I would say it's either a toss up between either St. Louis or Nashville in order to get, to get Jake, but it kind of really just depends on what he went on IR for. Um, you know, if, like I said, if it is a a lower body injury, especially being 29 years old, you've got a real, real high chance of, of getting hurt again. Um, but you know, same for, um, you know, same for for any player, but given the fact that he's twenty nine it does kind of factor in a lot. Like, do you want to take that chance on a player coming back from from an injury like that? Do you want to take a chance at twenty nine years old? That's my that's my take on that one. I, I feel like there's only like maybe a handful um. Uh, maybe a handful of teams, maybe like two or three teams, um, St. Louis and, and Nashville being the top two, in my opinion, by the way, it was a shoulder injury. fucker. So that changes everything now, but I still think that like the top two teams are, are Nashville and St. Louis. I really think that they need that, that goal scoring ability to kind of eke into the playoffs. Um, you know, both of them are sitting at 62 points. I feel like in order to really solidify your chance, you, you I mean, aside from the hundred points that you need to get into the playoffs, if you want to sneak in in that last one or two spots, um, you know, there are only maybe 20, 30 points out from that. So, you know, especially with a lot of hockey left, I feel like that might, that might do some good. Um, my only thing is like, you know, what does Pittsburgh do after that? Do they try to, you know, get him back in free agency after the year? Um, do they just kind of like cut their ties with him and, and just cut their losses? But Again, everything factors back into for one, it's a shoulder injury. And for two, he's twenty nine years old. You know, I understand that in, in every day in life, twenty nine is still young, but you're playing at a, a very high level of of a game. Um, you know, where injuries matter. <laughs> and especially in a very check heavy league like the NHL, a shoulder injury. I mean, that's that's like one of the, the first things to get hurt. So Nashville or St. Louis.
1: Anthony Duclair is one of the talked about trade pieces from San Jose. San Jose is a bottom of the league team. We know this already. The question is, I don't want to... uh, We got two questions left. You're doing great, by the way. This one is a very specific question. If Anthony Duclair is acquired, is he going to be a level up on another team or a bust?
0: I don't know. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't...
1: no brain power. You got to give me an answer. Is he going to be a bust or is he going to level up if he goes to another team?
0: I think he might be a bust. And and solely because of the last two years, he's had very negative production. I would say last year with Florida, um, you really got a sample size with him with only 20 games played this year. You got 50 games played. But the in the year before Florida with Florida, you know, he had 74 games. He was good for 58 points. If he can get back to that level, and I feel like playing on a team like St. Louis, where especially when you went a, a fucking over thirteen to start the year, um, you didn't. You, I feel like maybe a change of scenery might help him. Um, the problem is the production that he has had this year, three quarters of the way through the year, might hurt that trade value because it's like it looks like you know why, why are you really wanting to take a chance on a possibility of a. Of um, a change of scenery, riding the ship um, I'm just going to go A meatball take, I feel like if he does go anywhere I really feel like he's going to have um, Excuse me, I feel like he's going to he's gonna Be a, uh, a level up No brain power, I am just going to say that
1: Last, level final up. question You made it to the end, congratulations It'll, This is an e- a much easier one But also a little bit hard you.
0: I want to hit you so bad
1: Colorado Avalanche needs goaltenders. Oh, They need somebody, okay? Either to be a strong backup or, fuck, let's be honest at this point, they might need a fucking strong starter, right? Someone to help Georgie out here. Who goes to Colorado to help them finish out this year? And the clock starts now.
0: Yeah, fuck you. Um oh fuck well the problem is is like what do you want to give up you know what i mean like colorado has i feel like colorado doesn't really have a lot of wiggle room to give up any sort of assets to to get a georgiev style and i'm just using that just because that's their starter that's gotten them to this um i don't know who you have to give up um in a quick glance at their roster real quick, are you, you, I don't know, man. Do you want to give up Zach Parise? Do you want to give up um, Arturi Lekanen? Um, I feel like Valerie Njushkin could be a good trade piece. So let's just say it's a one for one, right? Um, maybe jacob markstrom from calgary but calgary's not going to want to give up their goalie because i mean they're still in a playoff push i guess you could say considering the the pacific is the weakest fucking division on the planet elvis merzlikens merzlikens um could be a solid backup he's kind of a shaky starter um i would say dude if um if Murazik didn't sign that two year extension, I'd say for sure Murazik. But I think I think the Hawks are um uh, kind of believing in him for at least like the rest of the year, um, uh, or the rest of the next two years. Um I'd say probably Jacob Markstrom or make a big splash and get Thatcher Demko. Hey. Nick. Huh. You did it. I hate you.
1: You did it, man. I hate you. And me and everyone listening is proud of you.
0: Everyone listening thinks that I do not watch hockey right now.
1: No, they um they appreciate how you were able to rally in and make something out of nothing, to be honest, I think.
0: Oh, I can't wait to fuck your shit up, dude.